the information in this podcast could be construed as sensitive, and therefore I do want to disclose that I am not an attorney. The information that I discuss is my personal opinion. If you have questions about the items that we go over within this talk, I suggest you reach out to an attorney for a consultation with them. Now, let's discuss new law changes in the state of Florida. Welcome, everybody, to this very special episode of The Patrick Carr Show. Um, Earlier today, we were filming this on Friday, December the 16th, just one and a half hours ago. uh, Governor Ron DeSantis here in Florida signed into law a Senate Bill 1A and House Bill 2A, um, effectively put in pieces of legislation that are going to hurt Florida homeowners for years to come. Now, it was not very long ago I gave you a legal update less than a year on the show, and I try to. Well, now it seems like every couple of months we've got another legal update for our contractors and blue-collar workers across the state. And the reason we do is because it's become very apparent in this state that the money that flows to insurance companies to our politicians is what, in fact, is pushing legislation. Not your needs, not the needs of small business, but the needs of politicians who need money individuals who I would say would find it very hard to justify the changes that they are making to this state, as these changes will do absolutely nothing for Florida homeowners. They will continue to increase and pad the pockets of big insurance, and they're going to change the way that small business, blue-collar entrepreneurs are forced to do business at the detriment of them, and again, at the benefit of no other than big insurance and their greed. Now, for many of you who know me, you may think, well, Patrick, that's a little bit, that's a little bit too much. Don't you believe you might be over-exaggerating? And sadly, I'm not everybody. The changes that went into effect 90 minutes ago down in Fort Myers by Governor Ron DeSantis, surrounded by insurance executives, will do nothing to curve your premiums. All of you homeowners that have received up to 100% increases, premiums will not go down for you. And in this legislation, I want to be very clear with you. You've received nothing absolutely nothing to your benefit. No guarantees, no restrictions on insurance companies. And I'm going to show you in the next 20 minutes the kind of treatment and the kind of tactics that big insurance has used to pass this legislation and what it is going to do, the true thing that it is going to do to our Florida insurance market in the years to come. I want to say this before I begin and I tell you this. I am a Republican through and through, all right? But what I see here from Governor Ron DeSantis is very clear. This is an attempt to pay back the debt that is owed to him from his past elections. And as a man continues to run for president, I think more money will be needed. And sadly, I believe that this is, in fact, what you do when you need that money. You've got to go ahead and pad the pockets of the people that have it. And I think what you'll see here is a person that, while I believe a good person at heart, made some mistakes, and you... Florida homeowners, me, we're the constituents that are going to pay the price. So first of all, I'm going to jump into this bill. I want to go through it section by section. And as you lead this, I want you to go, man, this, this doesn't sound like it's right. And it shouldn't be to you. So please take this journey with me over the next 20 minutes or so. And you're going to fully understand from a contractor's perspective and a homeowner's perspective what went into law today. First, It wasn't very long ago I told you about the RAP program being created. That was created during the last special session, I believe, everyone, or shortly before. 
the, the reassistance program. Basically what it did is it created a fund of $2 billion for insurance companies to take part in. However, though, to be a part of that program, you had to open up your books and show everybody where your money was going. No one signed up for it, everyone. All of these people that are crying about how much money they are losing to the state of Florida had a free program they could sign up for. They just showed us what was under their books. Yep, you guessed it. Nobody did. So, hey, you know what? Listen, our wonderful Florida legislature said, let's give them more money. Let's give them more options because that's what insurance companies need. So in this program, what they created, first thing I'm going to go over is the Florida Optional Reassurance Assistance Program. So RAP was not enough, the $2 billion fund that no one tapped into. That's not enough. Now you need the FORA, F-O-R-A, the Florida Optional Reassurance Assistance Program. And don't worry, they also still have the option for RAP, a $2 billion fund right there. So it makes you think, you live in your life out there, maybe you're making decent money. Wouldn't it be nice if the government stepped in and said, hey, listen, if you can't do your job, if you can't, if you can't stay in business, if you're a small business out there, you're struggling, right? What if they said, hey, I know you're making billions of dollars, but we want to just offer you something to fall back on. Oh, and we want to offer you something to fall back on if that doesn't work either. So it doesn't matter if you can't run your business. doesn't matter if you don't know what you're doing. We're going to go ahead and back you up with a free program that you can tap into to make sure that you stay afloat. Because I'm going to tell you, small business, we care about you more than we do these big insurance companies. Sad, isn't it? And that's what we're supposed to believe is the right thing to stabilize Florida's insurance market. No, it is not. It is a way, again, for politicians to make sure the big insurance companies always stay on top. So again, a useless program to start us out with. It's the first 15 or so pages on the bill talking about all the things that we'll offer and the, some of the regulations and how much money they can receive. That is the first 15 pages to get us started. There you go. <laughs> Sounds like that's real fair. Next thing is annual reporting. It starts on about line 496 of the bill, about 105 pages or so in the bill. And it talks about annual reporting now for insurance companies. They are now required to, to provide to each county in the state of Florida a monthly report and a subsequent monthly report. Now, if this sounds like it might be something familiar to what we saw a couple of years ago, don't worry, it is. Back when SB 76 was passed, Senate Bill 76, the Office of Insurance Regulation, OIR, led by David Altmyer and his crew, should be called the Office of Insurance Advocacy, they were, they, it said that they were going to hold insurance companies accountable to releasing their books on January of 2022. Did that happen? Of course it didn't happen. David Altmyer stepped in and just said, you know what, we're going to postpone this. And it's been postponed until, what is it, March of 2023, and we'll see if that happens. As a Florida homeowner, don't you want to ask this? Why would they do that? Why would they go in and postpone where all the money is going until after the bill is already passed? If that doesn't sound fishy to you, then I have no help for you whatsoever. It's despicable. It's pulling the wool over your eyes and telling you you can't see, and then you have no idea who did it to you, and they're right in front of you. The problem is right in front of you. It's sad, everybody. But in this annual reporting, they said, okay, listen, we're going to have to do a file a quarterly. It's not monthly. You have to file a quarterly report with information about personal and commercial lines, and it's broken down by county. Now, these things you have to go ahead and you have to give the county are good. You have to tell them things like, uh, I don't know, let's see here, the number of claims that are closed in the county for that insurance company. But think about the stuff they actually left off of this. First of all, we wonder if we'll ever get it. Where is it even going to be housed? Where do you find this information? All of this is not disclosed at all in the bill, I want everyone to know. So when the next quarter rolls around in March, hmm, 
You want to know where you're going to find it? I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows, but they're supposed to go in and give it to us to somebody. But here's what they didn't tell you. They're not going to have to say how many dollars were paid out. They're not going to say how many dollars they took in. There's no premium received line. So the things we really want to know are not in there, are they? Things like how long the average amount of, or how long on average a claim has been open. Wouldn't you want to know if somebody's closing out claims within three months, six months, a year? I want to know how long they're going to stay out there if I'm a homeowner looking to make a decision on an insurance carrier. I'd want to know if I'm trying to regulate an industry, how much money was taken in in that quarter versus how much money was paid out. I mean, shouldn't that be basic information that we are wanting within a report? But don't worry, they left that out, but there's no problem. They're trying to stabilize the Florida insurance market. How easy would that have been in to add? Instead of money paid out, it's claims closed. So we don't know what those claims are worth. We don't know, in fact, if it was just under the deductible and they closed it out that way. You know no information, but it makes you seem like you might know a little bit about the insurance company. So when they lose money, quote unquote, they're able to go in and cry wolf. Reporting is a joke. SB 76 was never enforced by the Office of Insurance Advocacy and David Altmeyer, and this sure as heck will not be enforced, and even the information that you receive will not be usable when making a decision. Next thing they talk about up here, the reduces the claim filing deadline. So homeowners, back when SB 76 came in, you got a reduction in how long you had to file claims. Don't worry, they gave you another reduction now. So for new claims or reopened claims, we had three years originally, went down to two years, and now a year later, we are down to one year to go ahead and file your claim. And for those of you who have never filed a claim before, I want you to imagine this is a difficult process. Sometimes you do miss something when you open a claim. And you know what? Sometimes the damage not, may not present itself until later on. You absolutely need more time to be able to do this, but they're just reducing it because they want to. Don't give anybody any information, but arbitrarily they're telling you you now have less time to file a new or reopened claim that's two years down to one year now, everybody. For my contractors, this means you need to get on that damage quickly. Homeowners, don't wait to file that claim if you feel you have damage. Do not miss this deadline. You only have one year to file that claim. Supplements. So sometimes when you start a job, you need to supplement that thing because there's things you don't see. That goes from three years, they cut it in half down to 18 months. Do you want to tell me how that benefits a homeowner in this state? It doesn't. It, again, benefits only one person, big insurance that you're having to pay your premiums to. We're going to be right back to that podcast. But first, I want to tell you about one of my partners that makes all of this possible. I'm talking about my friends over at Equipter. Folks, if you are a blue-collar entrepreneur that does anything with debris removal, you automatically should be thinking about Equipter. Why, you ask? Because the old way of doing things, well, it's dead. Think about it. What you probably did on a job is you roll up a dumpster, you sit it somewhere, and you throw debris in there. It sits there the entire time. You can't do that anymore, folks, if you want to keep up with your competition. Hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of contractors are using Equipter across the country. This means that same dumpster can be lifted right up to the job site. It can be moved around your job site. This means that the people working the job are more efficient. You get more jobs done. There are less things that are going to be damaged on a site, saving you money, and your customer is going to be happier. This is the way that contractors are removing debris. It doesn't matter if you're doing remediation or you're doing restoration or roofing. You've got to work with Equipter if you want the most efficient job site in the game. They're, they're up in PA, and they do everything the right way. I've toured their factory. We're talking American-made, built to last. 
Not only that, you can customize your equipter, all the decals and logos for your company so the people in your area know that you're taking care of them with the best equipment in the game. If you're not with Equipter, get with it. Give them a call over there. Talk to Aaron and the entire crew. I assure you, you will not be disappointed in how much more proficient you're going to be on job sites. And now, let's get back to the podcast. Next, I want to talk about the next portion of this. It is the regulation of insurance. It gives OIR the opportunity, the right to conduct a market examination after a hurricane if OIR thinks an insurer is compelling homeowners to participate in the appraisal process to, quote, secure the full payment or settlement of a property insurance claim. Now, what does that mean, Patrick? It means this, that OIR is saying they will regulate the insurance market. And if after a hurricane, they feel that insurance companies are abusing their powers and forcing you to go to arbitration or court, they're forcing you to go there in order to get your claim paid. Don't worry, they're going to step in and they're going to regulate it, folks. I'm, I'm sure we've seen how much OIR is regulated insurance companies, right? They haven't, and they're not going to after a hurricane. I can't wait to see the one article that comes out about an insurance company being stripped of its rights. You won't see it, but don't worry. You, you're supposed to believe that they are the people that are looking out for you over at David Altmeyer and his team right now. There are prompt pay laws now, new prompt pay laws for everybody. And what that means is this. It's the one thing, I want to say this, in fairness, there is one thing in here that may, and I say may, benefit a homeowner. And it is the reduction of time for an insurer to make a determination of coverage from 90 days to 60 days. However, OIR can then step in at any time they'd like and say, you know what, that 60 days is not enough. We're going to make it 90 days after a, a, a storm or a hurricane. Well, isn't that exactly when you would want that reduction of coverage time? You'd want it after a hurricane when you're looking for claims to be paid. You're looking for things to get back to normal. But OIR can step in and just say, nah, nah, we're going to kick that back up to 90, so no one worry about anything. Without any oversight, they can make that decision for you. Next thing it does. Um, so it looks at the, and gives the insurer down to seven days. So insurer has to acknowledge and review the claim from 14 days down to seven days. Um, here we go. This is a great one. Insurer has to physically inspect the property in 30 days. Now, it's 45 days right now, so you're probably thinking to yourself, well, Patrick, I would assume then if it goes from 45 days to see the property down to 30, that's a positive thing. That's less time for somebody to not see my home, or, you know, that's a good thing. Oh, but wait, here's where they trick you within the bill. The next thing, what it specifies, the next line, everyone, is insurers, quote, may use electronic methods to investigate the loss and allow the policy and allow the policyholder to participate in the use of such methods. What does that mean? Well, it means that they don't even physically have to go to the property, everyone. You want to know why they were willing to reduce the time to make a determination if you have damage or not? Because now what they're going to do is not even have to send someone out to you, the homeowner. Contractors, you're not even going to be able to meet with an adjuster if they have their way. Now, this won't happen immediately, but it is going to happen this year. And what you're going to see are low-income families disproportionately hurt by this new law. It will work like this. They go to renew their coverage, and there will be a little checkbox. And it will say, you can receive $10 off every single month if you participate in electronic, let's say, methods to investigate damage. Oh, and $10 off? Okay, that's cool. It sounds like electronic. You're basically choosing email instead of snail mail to receive, I don't know, your Wells Fargo statement. This is stuff that we do all the time. 
not knowing what they're really doing. What they're really doing is saying, hey, instead of us flying or instead of us having an adjuster come out and look at your cabinets like a good company should or getting up on your roof and checking the damage ourselves, we're going to fly a drone over your home and we're going to ask that you take pictures of the damage and send them to us and we'll make a determination from there. They are cutting their cost, cutting their work, increasing their profits and providing less coverage to homeowners right now. If people can't see that you're blind, the people that will be disproportionately hurt by this are individuals in low-income areas. And they need to understand that. Because do you believe they're going to give you everything that you had before with an adjuster going out? Do you think now your contractor is going to be able to talk to a human person? No, because they do not want that. They want to have as little to do with contractors that are out in the field as they can because they want to deal with you, the homeowner who's never filed a claim in their life, so that they can take advantage of the situation. There is no other way to look at what they're doing right now. I understand that technology has improved, and in the roofing and blue-collar community, we're definitely taking a part in that. But a homeowner who pays for coverage, they pay, for their, they pay their premiums on time, deserves to have someone come out and take a look at their damage. I mean, heck, guys, following the kind of damage that we see in hurricanes, don't you want someone out there? Do you want to rely on someone flying a drone above your home at this point? Or do you want to talk to someone? You want to have a number. Customer service is not big on carriers. They could care less about it. They want your premiums, and when it's time to pay out, they're going to make you do the work. Electronic is what's going to go ahead and, uh, and take a look at your home. It's not going to be a person. Don't get it twisted that a couple deadlines go down, and it's to the homeowner's benefit. What it is is they know that they're going to have the ability to file through more claims and less customer service by putting this into law. And one of the biggest things, attorney fees, comes up next on the bill. What this is going to be, one-way attorney fees are no longer applicable in a suit arising from a residential or commercial um, property claim. One-way attorney fees were the only thing that was keeping these insurance companies in check. Because what it allowed someone to do in this, in this state is take a denied or underpaid claim and bring suit against their carrier. And that suit kept carriers in line because they knew that they could not sit there and deny someone who may be low income who wouldn't have the money to fight them because a carrier would, or I'm sorry, the attorney would take on the case and not have to charge that individual. So they felt free to go get what was theirs and to fight a billion, multi-billion dollar industry. So tell me this, what exactly option does someone have now? What, are you going to force other small businesses like attorneys? Are you going to force homeowners to take on the fees? If they don't know that they're going to win, they don't know anything about a first-party claim. Now they have one insurance company telling them another who they paid their premiums to for 25 years, an attorney over here telling them something different, and in the meantime, they know they could be on the hook for cost. Any homeowner in their right mind is going to say, you know what, it's not worth it to me. Let me go out there and take what the insurance company is willing to give me or go get a loan so I can try to get my life back together. This move is meant not to hurt attorneys. It's meant to scare homeowners. It's meant to scare them into not doing anything. It's meant to scare them into not getting what is rightfully theirs, premiums they paid for absolute years, trusted a company would do right by them, and then when the time comes to pay out, they do nothing but neglect that homeowner because they are greedy and want more money in their pocket. It. That's it. That's it, period. 
Homeowners should demand better of these companies, and I'm telling you, this is going to have a negative effect, not on attorneys, not surely not on insurance companies, but on homeowners who are going to wonder, why can't I put my life back together when I know this claim was denied wrongfully, but I can't take the risk of a $15,000 fee to my insurance carrier, and the work is still not done. Way to go, guys. Way to go who signed this. You scared homeowners away from getting what is rightfully theirs so they can keep more money in big insurance pockets. Perhaps the most despicable thing on this bill, if it could get even worse, is the next segment. No assignment of benefits on claims issued after January 1st. That This means that for hurricanes like Ian, Nicole, Michael, um, you can still use AOBs. But moving forward, after January the 1st, 2023, right around the corner here, no AOBs anymore in the state of Florida. What they have said, and it's a lie, is that the problem has been AOBs, contractors. And for those who are not familiar, an AOB is an assignment of benefit. And that assignment of benefit means that a contractor can come to you and say, I want to work this claim on your behalf. You're assigning the benefits of the claim over to me. So in turn, they can sort of act like you, and they can negotiate with the insurance company and have a real conversation to get what's yours. I want you to think about this if you're a homeowner out there. Who do you think your insurance company wants to deal with? You, the person who's filed one, two claims in their life. You work as a teacher and have never had to do anything with your roof. Or... Do they want to deal with a contractor who's a professional at roofing, professional at restoration, who's dealt with over a thousand claims and has people ready to do things right by you? Do you think do you think they want to deal with them or they want to deal with you? What they did is they said, no, 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 we don't want to deal with contractors anymore, all Republican legislators out there. We want to deal with homeowners. They're a hell of a lot easier to deal with because they don't know anything. And they have, they have questions, they can come to me. Oh, and by the way, if we deny their claim, they can't get attorney fees anymore, so we can get rid of those pesky attorneys too. Oh, and then what we'll do, so we did this with 76, is contractors will reduce what you can even talk to your homeowner about, and they attempted this with criminal charges against them if you decide to talk about things you're not supposed to say. That is what literally has happened, everyone, to our insurance market in the last three years. No AOBs. Making even, they attempted to make even speech criminal. This, this is insane. In the meantime, I would ask you this, all my Florida homeowners, anyone seen their premiums go down? Anyone? Anyone? No, of course you haven't. So they continue to get more and more, well, a reduction of liability, more concessions is the word I was looking for. Well, hey, premiums don't go down at all. So do you think premiums are going to go down now? Of course not. There'll be another boogeyman next year until all that's happening is these companies are just funneling in money turning around and investing it. And you know what? You're sitting there like, why do I even have to have this anymore? Why is my mortgage company going to require it? Where are my banks? Where are my banks holding mortgages that are looking at this? You guys are asleep at the wheel. The real people are going to be heard of these homes that these banks have invested in and the homeowners as well that have invested in them. It's going to be them that come when the big thing happens here and we have a hurricane. Good luck with homeowners trying to get what's rightfully yours. Two things left in this one. Arbitration. Um, Another despicable thing they put in here is that at this point, insurers can now, moving forward, um, offer binding arbitration for all policies as long as they do a couple of things. What a joke. Uh, Give the policyholder the option of a policy without arbitration, and they provide, and I quote here, appropriate, end quote, discount for the, listen to this quote, everybody, and it says this in the bill. And you can go look at the summary right now um, at FloridaGov. This is this quote. Discount for the, quote, rights seceded by the policyholder. If you didn't hear that, rights 
um, receded by the policyholder. They're telling you you had rights they are taking away from if you just sign off on them. They're not even hiding it anymore. Here, here are your rights. If you sign away your rights right here, we'll give you an appropriate discount. What that is, I, I don't know. You call your insurance agent and figure out what their appropriate discount is for taking away your rights that you probably don't even understand, but at least they know there are rights they're taking away from you. And why does that matter? It matters because arbitration, they're going to keep it out of the court system. Again, the problem is those pesky attorneys. No, what the problem is, is that they know they can go to arbitration that's binding. They can win the case most of the time against a homeowner because they won't hire the attorney thinking they're only going to arbitration. It's like, oh, I got to go sit in front of a coach or a judge, um, some kind of mediator. I think if I plead my case and show my pictures, that mediator is going to work with me. I don't need an attorney. And they're going to walk into there, and they're going to get slammed by billions of dollars that funnel into their attorneys, and they're not even going to know what hit them. They'll offer them some lowball offer. They'll be required to take it, and they're not going to have a clue when they walk out the, the hurricane they just walked through. That's what's going to happen on the ground. There is no dispute for that whatsoever. Homeowner gets screwed. Big insurance wins big again. I think you're seeing a pattern here. And the final thing I want to say is this. The bottom part talks about present conditions in the market, goes through a bunch of stuff and talks about some things that have happened in the market and why this bill had to come along. It talks about the net losses for carriers, but it's not true. It's simply not true. And the reason I know that is because anybody, has anybody ever seen a, I don't know, profit and loss, anything like that from their carrier? Can you walk into your local insurance agent and say, can you tell me how much money was paid out and how much came in for, for my insurance last year? I want to just see if it can justify what you're telling me about, you know, people are fleeing the state of Florida and insurance companies are bleeding out. Go ask them that. They don't know where it is. They're not going to provide it to you, but yet you're the one who pays the premiums to their company. Oh, and like I said earlier, in 20, uh, January 2022, you were supposed to see that information. But David Altmyer and OIR decided we're going to postpone that till after the year. Now, jury is still out whether we'll get that information in the next quarter. My bet is on no, we won't. And if we do get it, no one will even know where to find it. <coughs> so in the end here, it's a sad day. It's a sad day that our legislators did this. It's a sad day because homeowners are going to be hurt. Blue collar small businesses in the state will have to jump through hoops. They will make less money. Homeowners are going to be the ones who suffer the most. There are people out there that have paid premiums for 30-plus years to an insurance carrier without ever asking for a claim. They did it because they felt it was the right thing to do. What you saw in Tallahassee this week was not only not the right thing to do, it was, well, I'm trying to use the nastiest word I can for, it was malicious. That's the right word. It was malicious. There was intent to defraud, and I don't like that. And so as you see this and what's going to unfold in this state over the next couple of years, this was a turning point, not for the better in property insurance, but the better of big insurance companies to make more profit. If I sound like this is a dark day, folks, I don't have any other way to say it. And I, I want people to truly understand the gravity of what we're facing here in the state of Florida and how much homeowners are about to lose as they continue to watch premiums to increase. I wish there was a shining, shining light or you know, a white lining in this entire thing. But there isn't. There is not. 
And so you're going to hear news media praise this because they're bought by the same people. And oh man, now we've got a real, we've got a hold of all the, these, you know, the, the fraud out there by these attorneys and, and contractors. But when the time comes, and let me end by saying this, and you're, you're a homeowner and you need somebody on your side, you're going to need blue collar entrepreneurs to step up for you. And today in Tallahassee, those legislators just made it a heck of a lot harder. Sad day, Leslie. Sad day. All right. I know that this was a kind of a, a tough episode to listen to, but I think that my blue-collar guys out there and my roofers, I hope you got a little bit out of this. I want to set the record straight on what these new law changes are and talk about them with you. And um, good luck, everybody. There are a lot of good attorneys out there from your Tate Laws, Cohen, um, you know, Colucci, um, yeah, K and K and P down there. There's a lot of great lawyers that are trying to do the right thing. I hope you contact them, get your rights preserved. And next time this state fights against the greed of the corporations that right now seem to be driving things until next time, everybody join me here on the Patrick car show. Have a great week ahead. All right. Thanks so much for watching that video and sticking around till the end. If you like what you saw, go ahead and click subscribe. Make sure you punch that like button and we look forward to seeing you on the next video.